Hi, you're listening to Taming the Terminal Part 23B of N, Networking Intro. This series of discussions is based on a collection of tutorials I wrote over at bartb.ie forward slash ttt. This originally aired as part of Nasillacast episode 496, hosted at podfeet.com. I'm Bart Bouchotts, and the other voice you're about to hear is Alison Sheridan, host of the Nasillacast podcast. All right. Now, you promised me that we would do a, um, a recap. Yes. And this recap is going to have to have a slight alteration in it because I made a little bit of a boo-boo. Not a very big boo-boo, but a very small boo-boo in the first run-through of this. I, I, um, I do want to say first, we got a lot of fantastic feedback on this. People really, really enjoyed the, the network segment, Bart. And I, I think sometimes um, taming the terminal is best for people who actually already know a lot about the terminal and they, they learn a little bit more each time or they like hearing what they already know. But this was one that was helpful to a lot more people, I think. Yeah, because yeah, there was a lot of feedback on, on your Google Plus group and I think on your website, but I've also had feedback from people directly. So yeah, it definitely caught people's attention. Yeah, and even in my own house. <laughs> oh, well, that's good. <laughs> Steve, Steve loved it. He said it was really, really good, really interesting to learn. So great. But I do need a refresher. Okay. Well, first off, just to say that I made a slight mistake describing how UDP worked, and uh, listener Matthew Miller was very kind to point out my whoopsie. So I have corrected the show the, the show notes, so they are now correct. And when we get to that bit, I'll just correct myself in okay. detail. Okay. Good. So what we talked about last time was that all of our internet, all of our networking that we do is made go by TCP/IP. That is that is what makes our computers talk to each other within our house, and what makes our house talk to the internet. Mm-hmm. It's all TCP IP. And it's a stack of protocols, and communication is always stacked, adjacent stack to adjacent stack, so you never get to skip anything. Right. You always talk to the person next to you in the stack. Sort of like a, think of it like a, a bucket chain putting out a fire. You know, no cuts. Person to person. Yeah. Okay. Um, for the sake of understanding how this massive, I mean, there's a lot of these protocols, but for the sake of understanding how they all hang together, we've broken the problem to be solved into four chunks, which we call layers, or network abstraction layers. And each layer solves a different problem, and the layers are stacked just like the protocols are. Excuse me. So at the very, very bottom, you have the link layer. And its job is to get one little packet of data from one computer to another computer on the same network. And at that level, the protocol that rules the roost is Ethernet. And that means that at layer one, it's MAC addresses. So a packet of information from this MAC address to that MAC address is what's going on. So the link layer is where Ethernet lives? Yes. Okay. The next layer up is the internet layer, which takes us to the next step, and it gets one packet of information from any computer on any network to any other computer on any other network connected to it via the internet or via some other network connection. And so, internet, because it's inter-network. And the protocol that rules the roost at the internet layer is the IP protocol, which stands for the internet protocol. And IP traffic is IP address to IP address. Got it. IP addresses rule the roost at layer two. Layer three is the transport layer. And so, all of these layers so far have been an individual packet, and all of those packets are delivered on a best effort basis. And if the packet goes missing, yeah, well, so be it. And the packets could arrive in any order. You know, they're sent in one order, but they're each independent. Some of them might go left, some of them might go right, a few times over. And the order is not guaranteed when they get to the other end. So, to 
put some sort of order on top of the chaos below, we have the transport layer. And the transport layer int- introduces the concept of port numbers. Mm-hmm. So okay. a transport layer, the transport layer takes port number plus IP address to port number plus IP address. And the two protocols that rule the roost in there are the UDP, the Unified Datagram Protocol, and TCP, the Transmission Control Protocol. And last time I gave, TC- I gave UDP too much credit. <laughs> uh, UDP actually is even dumber than I described it. And I already described it as being quite dumb. UDP is a really, really thin wrapper around IP. UDP takes a piece of a single packet, or a datagram as UDP calls it, from one port number on one IP address and tries its best to deliver it to another port number on another IP address, but it may go missing. And that's it. That's all UDP does. The applications that use UDP will generally be tolerant of this, so they understand that UDP is a bit wobbly, and they understand that packets can arrive out of order, and so it's not UDP that throws away the packets that come in in the wrong order, it's actually Skype or VLC or whatever is... Yeah. So UDP does very, very, very little, and it's the apps using UDP are responsible for deciding what to do. Just out of curiosity, did you know this and made a mistake, or did you learn this because of the help from Matthew Miller? Uh, The latter. That's even cooler, right? It is, yeah. So basically, I had drawn the line between what the application does and what UDP does a little too high. I had assumed UDP was more powerful than it was. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. Which is good. So, you know, I've now, I now know more about UDP. And then TCP is the one that's the real workhorse of the internet. So UDP is, it's very, very low resource. It takes very little effort to do so little, which is why it's great for streaming because there's no overhead and it's just very responsive. And it's also always used for DNS because DNS servers have so much work to do, it would just take far too much CPU and RAM to do things with TCP. But TCP is what makes most of the world go. And TCP manages to not only get rid of the fact that packets go missing, it also puts them back in the right order. And so if you take two terabytes of data in one end of a TCP connection and shove it through, the same two terabytes will come out the other end and it'll all be correct. That, that was my favorite thing last week. I was, really? That's crazy. It is crazy, and it does it by a whole bunch of magic, basically very clever use of buffers, and an awful lot of talking over and back. And I didn't mention it last week, but it's actually, if you use something like menu meters to watch your internet traffic, and if you download a large file, you'll notice it's never, the traffic is not all one way. You'll see like, you know, one, two or three megs yeah. down and a few K up. I have Those few K up are TCP chattering over and back. Got so, that much, send me the next bit. Got that much, send me the next bit. Hmm. Oh, that packet's missing. Send it to me again. And that chatter is taking up that li- those few kilobytes in the opposite direction. Oh, interesting. That's what that is. Yes. And so that's sort of where we, le- well, that's almost where we left it. So what I then said was, so in terms of the physicality of a packet of information, it travels down, 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 down the layers all the way to the physical layer. And once it hits the physical layer, that's when it moves from one device to another. And if that second device is a router, it'll come back up as far as the IP layer, the router will figure out what to do with it and then back down to the, to the link layer it goes and it gets shoved off to the next router. It gets lifted up to the IP layer, dropped back down to the, to the link layer and shoved around the internet and eventually it lands on your computer when it ripples all the way back up through all the layers to whatever it was that was communicating in the first place. So physically, it, the packet goes down the stack until it hits the, the link layer and then it goes across to the next computer and then all it can do is go up and down the stack because the only time you can move left or right is when you're at the bottom layer. 
Oh, oh, right, right, right. Because everybody's got a pass to the one next to them. Right. So the only time you move computer to computer is when you're at the lowest layer, and then you can go up and down the stack within a computer. Okay. But in terms of the logic from the end user's point of view, layers talk straight across to each other. So HTTP talks to HTTP on the other side. Now, HTTP actually uses TCP to make that happen, but logically, TCP is talking to TCP on the other side. To make that happen, it's talking IP and all the way down. So from your point of view as an end user, it, you talk straight across the stack. You're not allowed to go diagonal. Mm -hmm. It has to be straight. HTTP to HTTP. IMAP to IMAP. SMTP you that's what it SMTP. feels like, but that's not really yeah. what's happening. Exactly. So from a logical... How I use it point of view, that's how you think of it. From a physical point of view, it's down, 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 across, up, 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 up. It's amazing that's so fast. It is. Well, computers are quick, right? <laughs> well, and networks and... Right, but actually our computers, our little network cards, actually have little tiny computers inside them that take care of the computing involved in TCP and save your actual CPU from having to do that. Yeah, well, I was thinking more of the data going up and down and up and down and over and back and forth. To every, I mean, that's a lot of traffic, too. It is, but that's what computers do. Yeah. Like they shove ones and zeros around pipes. <laughs> you know, and yeah, and there's a lot of it for networking. Okay. Well, if you ever stood behind the switch in a corporation, <laughs> there's a lot of heat comes out of the back of those. <laughs> yeah, there is. Which tells you they're doing a lot of computing. Right. I always thought it was math. It sounds like it's just, you know, playing cards. <laughs> you know, just... Well, there is some math involved, right? Because we haven't talked about how the IP layer manages to do the magic trick of figuring out how to connect any two points on the internet together. Yeah. Because what a puzzle to solve. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, the, it can do that, but there's actually some computing involved there. And there's, you know, there's whole bunches of algorithms. So there's chitter-chatter going between routers purely for the point of the routers educating their friends. That's actually how it works. So the routers tell their friends what they know. And everyone builds up a picture of the internet by asking their mates what they know. <laughs> right? So you, you know, you're a router and you say, does anyone know where Twitter is? And you know, the guy to your left says, oh yeah, yeah, I know how to get to Twitter. He doesn't tell you anything more than I know how to, and then you just pass it to him. And then he goes, so you said you know how to get to Twitter, I'll give it to you. Oh, you said you know how to get to Twitter, and eventually it gets to Twitter. <laughs> That's magic. Anyway, so I said we try to work through an example to make this a bit more practical and to throw in some terminal commands so we can watch a little bit of what's going on. And so to do that, we're going to pick a very, very, very straightforward example. And we're going to start at the application there because that's where everything starts for us as humans. We're going to go to a browser and we're going to type in a URL. Okie dokie. And we're going to follow it through its magic. And so the URL in question is so-4pt.net forward slash tilde bart forward slash ttt23. Okay, Taming anybody type that as fast as he typed it, just said it? What is it again? I was going to say, it's in the show notes for copy-paste purposes. I should yeah, make that a but I haven't been reading the show notes. I've actually been listening. So-4p.net. 4pt. 4pt.net. Forward slash tilde Bart. Okay. Forward slash TTT for taming the terminal. Okay. 23. 23. Okay. It's a very dumb page. Hello, Terminal Tamer. I hope you're enjoying this series thus far. Bart. Right? Not, not the world's most exciting web page, but nonetheless... I kind of liked it. We have talked HTTP from our browser to my web server, which means that your computer talked TCP to my web server, which means it was IP and all the way down the stack. So let's just follow it. Okay. So before you visit any URL, some digital ducks have to be put in a row on my end. Right? So for you to visit my web page, I must have created said web page. Mm -hmm. 
So I need to have a range for a DNS server somewhere to advertise to the world that that so-4pt.net has the IP address 42.22.130.125. And I have to have put a computer there which has that IP address, and I have to con- have configured an application to be a web server. Right. In this case, it's the Apache web server, if you're curious. So I have all of those ducks in a row. So that piece of software that is my web server is sitting on an operating system, happens to be Linux, and it has told the operating system, if a packet arrives over TCP on port 80, it's for me. And in the jargon, we say that the web server is listening on port 80 for TCP. So it's a contract between the operating system and the app. So the app has said, dear operating system, port 80, TCP, that's for me. Okay. And so when a packet arrives on port 80, the operating system knows which application it should hand it to. Which, which operating system? My operating system or my. the operating system of your server? So this is all on my server. So my, server okay. is my, so my web server app, Apache, has said to my Linux operating system, port 80 on TCP is for me. Okay. And so if anyone makes a TCP connection to my server on port 80, the OS knows which app to hand that to, which is my web server. And then it can go do the HTTP thing. So that's how we get the handoff between layers three and four. Okay. So you just tell the OS, hello, it's me. So your browser... Okay, so you're going to assume that I have put all of my ducks in a row, which is obvious because the web page worked. And so you type that into the address bar and you hit enter. So the first thing is that your browser talks to web servers using the HTTP protocol. So the first thing your browser does is it assembles what's called a HTTP request. And this ties back very nicely to this week's show because these are the things that uh, Verizon are injecting. So you'll see that the HTTP request takes the form command, URL, version of HTTP, and then some headers. And so they're the same headers you would have seen before, user agent, accept language, accept encoding. Yeah. Okay. So your browser just creates this based on the URL. So you'll see there, I've actually grabbed it. There's lovely developer tools in Safari. So this is actually the genuine header from my computer. I, I don't know where you are. I'm just seeing hello, Terminal Tamer. Am I supposed to be looking back at the show notes? Oh, yeah. Okay, I have no idea where we are in the show notes. Like I said, I was, uh, read- I was listening, not reading. We're on the blue box that starts with the word get in all capitals. Blue box, get. So the section oh, okay. is putting it all together, and then you scroll okay. down one, two, three, four, five paragraphs or so. Ah, okay. Yeah, I highly recommend reading his show notes while he talks. <laughs> I w- especially for this one. Okay. So you'll see there that your browser has taken you typing the URL and turned it into HTTP. So the HTTP protocol, therefore. How do you know and, it's doing all this? This get, bart, ttt, 23? Uh, well, because Safari's developer tools let you see the headers. So I just went to Safari, show me the request. And Safari went, here's what I sent to your server. Oh. So this is actually what Safari sent to my server. Okay. And the other reason I know how to talk HTTP is because I, I kind of have to for my work. Okay. So normal humans are not expected to be doing this. No, the point is, your browser is talking HTTP, which is a very high-level language, right? That's not, okay. there's not even an IP address in here, right? Okay. It just says, I want this URL on the server, so you see get and then the URL, and it wants it on the server so-4pt.net. And it's sending on some extra information to help the server. Okay. User agent is what browser you are, what language you'd like to speak, just some fluff, right? Okay. But there's nothing, 
There's no IP addresses, there's no port numbers, there's nothing low level. This is a very high level conversation because HTTP is way up there in layer four. Right. So your browser assembles this HTTP request and then it says to your, your operating system on your Mac, it says, I need to send this over to Bart's web server. But before it can even ask that question, it has to ask your operating system a more fundamental question. Dear operating system, what IP address is so-4pt.net? Okay. It, it now, asks my operating system that? Yes, because your browser uses your operating system to do everything. Okay, so your so, and then my operating system is going to talk to my ISP or whoever I've set up in my router to use my correct. DNS servers. Correct. Now, we're going to revisit DNS, and so not to confuse things, I am making the assumption that your, your OS has it cached, which is true now because you visited the site once. Okay. Just in case we haven't said it out loud lately, DNS is domain name servers, and that's co the conversion from the name you type in, bartb.ie, into an IP address. Correct. So in this case, your operating system has answered back to your browser, so-4pt.net maps to the IP address 46.22.130.125. Okay. Your browser then says to your OS, Dear Mac OS X, I would like to start talking TCP to this IP address on port 80, please. And I want you to shove through that TCP connection this HTTP request. And your operating system then talks to itself. It's a little bit schizophrenic, so your operating system has many selves. Your operating system's TCP self says to your operating system's IP self, yeah, I need to talk IP, I need to get a message across to that guy over there, to that IP address. It then hands down to your network card, which does the whole layer one thing, and the packet moves across, all the ripples down through all the layers within your operating system, gets handed to your network card, if you're using Wi-Fi, the, the, the network card beams it out as radio waves. If you're using a, a twisted pair, it sends it out as little electrical signals. Gets to your router. Your router receives it as an Ethernet packet, lifts it up into your router's IP layer, mm -hmm. and your router looks at it and goes, okay, so the destination IP address is 46. Blah, 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 blah. Well, that's not inside this house. Therefore, the only other thing I can do with it is send it out to the ISP. And so your router sends it out to your ISP's router. Okay. And it puts it back down to cable modem language, sends it through the cable modem, it pops up in your ISP's router. As cable modem talk, your ISP's router translates that up to layer one again. It looks at it and goes, that IP address, ah, I know, that's that away. <laughs> down, physically across the next router, pops up. It looks at the packet again and goes, ah, oh, okay, over there. Eventually it rattles along and it rattles along and it rattles along. And eventually it arrives at the router in my hosting provider. And the routing in my hosting provider picks it up to its layer one, looks at it and goes, ah, I know you. You're on my network. And it drops it into its own network. But again, it drops it back down to layer one. It knows my MAC address of my server and it sends it to that MAC address of my server. My server's operating system now collects it and it ripples up through all the layers and it gets handed to my web server process. So you're saying every hop that my traffic makes on its way from Los Angeles to Ireland, it's Correct. going all the way down through the layers to the MAC address of the, of the server that it's hit and back up again. Yes, but it, it only goes all the way up at the two endpoints. In between, it's only going up as far as layer one or layer two. Just sorry. the IP traffic layer. Yeah. Okay, to so the it goes internet down layer. to okay. link, up to IP, down to link, up to IP. So it's sort of like a W with lots of middle humps. Wow. Yeah. 
astonishing. Every packet. And if I really feel like I'm wasting the internet with the screwing around I do. You know, you watched <laughs> a cat video, just think how hard these things are working. Right. But there are a lot of packets being sent. <laughs> a lot of packets. And routers, routers do like spectacular amounts of work. Yeah, we just sent text. <laughs> yeah. So this ripples all the way back up, and eventually my operating system on my server hands it to my web server process, which looks at it and goes, ah, I speak HTTP. Ah, you want that file over there? It goes to the hard drive, finds the HTML file that matches to that URL, which is a very simple HTML file, and it uses that HTML file to assemble what's called the HTTP response, which is the second part of the HTTP protocol. And so the actual response I have in the show notes. This is exact as it was sent, because again, Safari lets you see the response headers too. So you'll see it comes back and it says HTTP 1.1 200 OK. Now you don't know that you know HTTP response codes, but you do. If I say to you 401. That's a bad one. Now file not found. Right. 200 OK is is what you don't see, because 200 (laughs) OK means everything's fine. Okay. But that's actually where that comes from. It comes from the first line of a HTTP response. Huh. The other evil one is 500, internal server error. Yeah, I don't like that one. 502, bad gateway. Don't like those either. (laughs) 301 is good. It's a redirect. 302 is is another redirect. That's where they are. I've seen 301 in the redirect stuff you gave me that lets us go from puffy.com slash Google Plus actually takes you to googleplus.com slash blah, 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 blah. Correct. So 301 is a permanent redirect. 302 is a temporary redirect. Hmm. So anyway, so the server responds with a HTTP response. The first line is telling the browser, I'm about to tell you about this error, or I'm about to give you a file, or I'm about to tell you where else to go. So the first line tells the browser how to interpret all the rest. And so 200 OK is what the browser wants. It means this web server was able to answer my question. It then gives a bunch of headers, which the browser can use to decide how to cache things and a few other bits and bobs. So it says the date it was generated, a whole bunch of other And the important thing is it tells the browser what it's handing it back. In this case, content-type-text-slash-html-utf8. Very important, because if I was sending an image, the browser would have to know these ones and zeros are a JPEG. These ones and zeros are a, PIF, are a PNG. Okay. So it's all in here. And then... After an empty line, so the way the HTTP protocol works is you tell it HTTP header, sorry, the the response line, your headers, empty line, the data. So if that was a JPEG, the empty line, and then a whole bunch of ones and zeros, in this case it's empty line, followed by some HTML. And that's actually that entire web page. So head, title, blah, blah, blah. Not a very common, complicated web page. And your browser just takes that information and puts it on the screen. Huh. Yeah, this really makes me not believe in the internet anymore because I don't believe this can possibly be going on. This is way a lot of work. <laughs> it is going on, and it's going on thousands and thousands of times a second. So yeah, we can planes have... can fly either, though, Bart. So, <laughs> well, and yet you've been to Ireland. <laughs> we can have a look actually and see what's going on. Maybe that'll help you believe. Okay. If I show you more, so. I think we mentioned in passing that there's a couple of other protocols that share layer two, uh, and one of them allows for sort of troubleshooting. But there's a fantastic protocol that allows you to see all the routers between you and the endpoint. The command is called traceroute, or if you're on Windows, it's trace or T. Okay. And so if you pop up a little terminal window there. Uh Uh-huh. 
And if you type traceroot space minus n space and then the IP address of my server, which is 46.22.130.125. So you can't do it with a name? You can, but we're talking here about, you know, we're, we're describing what the, what's actually happening. So under okay. the hood, IP connections are, are, are IP addresses. Okay. So it's more authentic. Okay. It's hopping, it's hopping. Now, it's normal to find a couple of empty lines. What that means is that there is a router there, but it's not being communicative. Hmm. It's not sending back metadata. So this actually, this actually uses something very like a ping, but it uses a ping with a, so it sends a ping with a time to live of one hop and then waits for it to come back. And then it sends one with two hops and then with three hops and then with four hops. And so it'll take a little minute because it's basically doing lots of pings to lots of routers to see where they are and how far they're going. And eventually you should land on my server. Now I'm in Ireland and my server is in Ireland. So for me, it's 12 hops. I'm getting 16, but that also, by the way, that includes the first hop is to my, uh, my airport extreme and my right. second hop is to my Verizon router that we have bypassed. So I've got two right. extras in there probably, or at least one extra. Well, you got, yeah, so everyone is going to have their home router, but you and I both have two extra because my setup is the same as yours. Right, okay. So those first two, in my case, are 192.168. Yeah. And then I'm onto the internet. And my yeah. ISP is two empty hops that aren't showing. And then we're bouncing around the internet until we land on my server 12 hops later for me, 16 hops later for you. Now, they're in, they're in lists... Like I'm noticing some of them, uh, like when I get to step eight, it's uh, the same first three sets of, of uh, numbers. So 152.63.114, it goes to .221.229.225. Why would it do that? You're probably ricocheting around within a network that belongs to the same company. So yeah. if you can imagine that a large company, and I'm just, I've not, I have no idea who that IP address belongs to, but hypothetically a, a large company like Verizon. Oh, Okay. Would own an awful lot of networking equipment throughout the United States. And they would have bought one giant big chunk of IP addresses, yeah. which they would use for all of their routers. And so that could, those three, those three hops could be you crossing your whole country. Huh. Uh, but they're all within one, it, each number is a hop, right? One through 16? Yes. So yes. they're so all within those, a single hop when I'm seeing So each this. one of those is a hop. So those three IP addresses that look the same could be, say, it could arrive in New York where it comes up out of the ground from Ireland and then it might jump you the whole way as far as Los Angeles and then it might jump you to, I don't know, some place that's like 500 yards from your door and then it jumps you to your house. Right, but I'm saying within one of those hops, it's going to three servers that have the first three sets of digits the same. Right, so that's three, three routers below, probably belonging to the same company. Yeah. But huh. if you think about it... But why like, aren't those it, separate hops? Well, because they're different routers. So every time you come up from no, layer... Why aren't they separate hops? They're not well, shown as means, separate hops. It means that they're coming up from layer one to a router. Okay. So they're moving between, between routers. They're moving between routers. Every time you see something here, it has popped up to a router. So in other words, it arrived at someone's router who's went, yeah, the closest way is to go to that other router that we own as well. And it gets whooshed over there. But it's not considered a hop. It, no, it, every... Well, no, every line, every line here is a hop. Okay, then I don't have 16 hops. I have way more hops because I've got oh, like... Oh, okay, it wasn't finished yet. Okay. No, 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 Sorry, no, no, no. I'm saying, no, 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 it was finished. I'm saying within hop 14, it has three servers. Within hop 15, there, well, that one doesn't count. Within hop eight, there's three really? different servers. That's unusual. 
That means that there's three different options. Okay, the, 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 what that means, I don't see that on mine. That's, mm-hmm. It's interesting you see it on yours, because that actually, I believe what that means is that there are diff- three different possible routes to go that step. And so you're seeing all three of the possibles. Yeah. Just for uh, for grins and giggles, even mm-hmm. it's going to drive everybody else crazy, I uh, oh. and makes for good audio, I am going to, I just did a Titan pad, I will drop into the text messaging with you. Text, uh-huh. there we go. Just so you can see what it looks like, so we... I think oh, it's the same go. thing. One message on the interesting new Skype interface. Anybody who hasn't seen TitanPad, it's a place you can type at the same time into the same uh, uh, web interface. So I've just tapped, huh. pasted in so he could see it. So if like, look cool. at step eight. Yeah, see, no, I'm seeing hours. those. Yeah, I don't usually, I don't see those, but those, those definitely seem, to, okay, so the way Traceroute works is it sends lots and lots of packets out and watches how they go. So that would appear to be lots of different options for hop eight. Hmm, but it's spending options. a few milliseconds on each one. So it's yeah. doing something with them. Well, they're traveling. Yeah. Remember, you're not following a packet. You're following the root packets in the general sense take. So it took trace route hundreds of packets to discover this routing. Ah, okay. So imagine this is a bunch of averages. So hop 5 has a couple of different possible options. Hop 8 had three different options. Hop 10 had three. So it looked at them, but it picked one. Well, no, it's showing you everything. So each packet went one way. Oh, oh, oh. Aggregate. So some packets went on this one, some on the next one, some on the right. next one. Oh, interesting. Okay. So, look, yeah. So think of it sort of in the quantum mechanics sense. Every electron goes through one slit, but <laughs> on the whole, half of them go through one and half of them go through the other. <laughs> Don't start with that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but yes, Steve, so Steve's this, favorite topic, by the way. I, I can see why. So, yeah. So this is, this is an aggregate of how lots of packets traveled which tells us in the abstract sense how packets get from you to my server. Cool. The point okay. being, they're 16 hops away. They're, so let me see if I different. can say this. This is at the... Trans- no, this is at the internet level. This is layer two, internet level. Layer two. Yeah, so this is actually the magic of routing. So these are how many routers are involved between getting from you to me, <laughs> or rather from you to my server. Right, right. And all of that, by the way, so the, the, the milliseconds are sort of cumulative, so all of that takes 166 milliseconds. No, that's not right. Um, I've got... No. I've got some 176 about... It is not cumulative, is it? Can't be, because otherwise this doesn't work, because it was 186 further up the chain. No, they're um, not cumulative. They're... Yeah, no, 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 they must be... Uh, be. Got to add them all up. whole bunch of milliseconds. Wait, actually, we know that we're about 200 milliseconds apart. Right. Well, I can just ping this IP address. You could actually, and that will tell you how quick a single packet does it, because a ping is one packet. 46.22.130.125. Look at me all over the terminal. It, no, unknown host, because I, I'm, I'm a moron. I added ping and traceroute together. Uh, oh, that's confusing. <laughs> Where is it? 46. I hit the up arrow and then typed ping and wasn't looking at what I was typing. So it didn't make yeah. any sense. Uh, 164 milliseconds. That's not bad. That's awesome. We used to see sometimes 400 milliseconds and it got really hard to have a conversation. Yes. Of course, we're not talking to my web server though. Anyway, yeah. so back to our story. So Tracer gives you some idea of how, how much work is going on at layer one. It's two. Sorry. Layer yeah. Two. Yeah. I'm exhausted looking at how hard it's working. So if you scroll down a bit in the show notes, because we're not quite following the text, but it's fine. 
It's better to have a conversation. So to help you imagine it, so remember I said that you're going down, 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 then up, down, up, down, up, down. There's a nice diagram that is from Wiki Commons that shows a network topography. So host A, router, router, host B. Topology, baby. What did I call it? Typography or something close to that. It had, a, it had an R in it somewhere. I want to make sure people knew what you meant. Yes, topology. And so you can see what I'm describing, that the, the logic is that processes go straight across. But the reality mm-hmm. is down, 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 across, up, down, up, down, up, down, and finally all the way up at the other end. So that, that shows it in a nice diagram. picture form. So the other thing you might wonder is, well, I wonder how many packets were involved in that little transaction. I mean, we, we sent a teeny tiny HTTP request, and we, sent a teeny, we got back a very small HTTP response. How many packets were that? Because I tell you we get break things into pieces, and that there's an overhead to TCP where they have to negotiate with each other. So how many packets is it to send that small amount of data? Well, for me, the answer was 12. Uh, Which packet of data? The, the, you're talking about that, that, what you put on the web server? So, that, so between you hitting enter and you seeing the website, 12 packets of data were sent. Okay. In either direction. Okay. Well, you don't have to take my word for it. We can prove it to ourselves. Good. So a command we are going to revisit later is the wonderful command TCP dump. That sounds like it's got a lot of dump. gunk on my screen. Did you just run TCP dump without any options? No. No. <laughs> if you did, there is one line scrolling by you at high velocity for every single UDP packet on this guy. I didn't do that. <laughs> TCP dump shows you every packet of information coming through your router, which is why you usually use TCP dump in conjunction with a few options to tell it which packets to show you, because otherwise you will be swamped, especially actually while you're having a Skype conversation. Because <laughs> we're generating lots of packets. I actually lied, I didn't, but it says operation not permitted when I try, so that's probably good. It is because TCP dump requires sudo. Ah. Because okay. what you're doing with TCP dump is that you're telling your... So normally the way it works is that your network card has a MAC address. We said that last week. And normally you're operating you're only handed the packets that were addressed to you. And everything else is on the network, but it's not passed up to you. Because it's not for you. But there's a thing called promiscuous mode. Where you can tell the network card, yeah, whatever, just show me the whole network. Show me everything. (laughs) And it will pass all packets up. And TCP dump uses promiscuous mode. That should be called gossip mode. (laughs) (laughs) Show me what everybody's talking about. (laughs) It's it's fun actually on, on 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 networks to watch what's going on, you know. But anyway, we'll get back to that because we're going to look at TCP dump again lots. Okay. So for today, we're going to say sudo tcp dump and then minus nn, and I'm not going to tell you what that means. Oh. Well, I will. It just means we want to see the IP addresses, not the DNS names. Okay. And the second n means we want to see the port numbers, not the port names. Okay. And then we're going to say space host which says that I only care about packets to or from whatever I put next, which is space, the IP address of my server. So 46.22.130.125. So that command will show every packet that hits your network card that has either a to or a from of my web server. Okay. So if you pop that into a terminal, nothing will happen initially because yeah. you're not into my server. Uh, okay, enter root password. Sorry. Not. Now go to your browser and visit that page. So I just refreshed the page and a whole bunch of stuff came out. 
Okay, each so hit control C to stop TCP dump capturing more. Okay. And it will then give you a little summary. 72,954 packets received by filter. Okay, so that's everything that was that you didn't see. So above that should be the amount of packets. 25 packets captured. So that means there were 25 packets for some reason when you re refreshed that web page. Interesting. Let me try it again. Because it did one right after the... So you're also looking at my show notes, which means uh, that... 14? Does, do you like 14 better? I did it faster. plausible. 14 is plausible. I was getting 12, sometimes 13, but 14 is entirely within the realms of believability. Okay. I let it, I had it, I might have been doing something else in between, but okay. okay. Oh, because I'm at bartb.ie at the same time, it could be getting some crosstalk over there? Absolutely could, okay. because, yeah, it's on the same IP address. Okay. And you're seeing everything to that IP address. So when it says the packets received by filter, does that mean stuff it filtered out and didn't show? Yeah, so packets received by filter is every packet that hit TCP dump while it was in promiscuous mode. Hmm. So you were wondering, I wonder how many packets are flying over and back through your computer. Well, do that for 10 seconds and then stop it, and you'll know how many packets fly through your network. Okay. All right, so now I've got a bunch of glop on my screen. What do I do? I learn anything from that, or is it, are we just looking at the number of packets captured? Okay, well, we could look at the number, but let's look a little more closely. So what's each line? So each line, when you look at it, is clearly a timestamp. So you're going to probably see it in your local time. I'm going to see it in my local time. Uh, oh, it is. A, I thought that was an IP address. It's at 11.56.33. Oh, that's 11.56 a.m. <laughs> okay. Okay. So the first thing is just the time. And the, 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 it's in milliseconds. So you have hours. Sorry. Yeah, hours, minutes, seconds, point, milliseconds. Okay. And then the next line says what protocol was being talked, and the answer is IP. Right. The next line is... An IP address. An IP like. address, but the port number is stuck onto the end of it as a fifth And it's alternating between my internal uh, IP address at home and your web server. So I'm seeing like a 10.0.1.41, and then it'll go to 46, 22, 130, 125, which is you, then back to me, then back to you. Correct. So that's that chattering over and back. Hmm. So you'll see that the, the you know, and so you'll see that on your end, it's a random high number port, and every time we run this, it'll be a different random high number port. But on my end, it's always port eighty. Oh, it is, yeah, because so that's the web server. It's oddly, like, what is it, comma eighty, or does it say dot eighty? It says dot. It puts it on as a fifth part of the IP address to confuse muggles. Yeah, why didn't they do co uh, colon like they normally do? I don't know. Mm. You have to find someone who wrote this a long time ago. Okay. <laughs> And for now, really, what you know, what you can just see there is the packets going over and back between the port numbers. Okay. Yeah. You know, that, that, but that's already something. You can you can make TCP be very very talkative and show you the binary data as well, but we're not going to do that today. <laughs> okay. We and don't need to learn this... any of the rest of this, do we? No, not today. Okay, good. Well, we will be using TCP dump for the purposes of trying to figure out what's going on. It's a great troubleshooting tool. Huh. If you think there's a firewall problem. If packets aren't getting through at all, then you know there is a firewall problem because you're not seeing the packets arrive. But if you see the packets arrive and it's still not working, it's not a firewall problem. The packets are there. Ah, right, right, right. <laughs> so it's actually a very useful tool. So that is sort of where we leave it for now. So just, you know, 
Tell them what you tell them. Tell them. Tell them what you're going to tell them. Tell them what you tell them. Tell them what you told them. So let's just wrap it up one last time. Our computers use TCP/IP, stacker protocols, link layer at the bottom, internet layer next, transport layer on top, application layer on top. Data travels up and down the layers until it gets to the bottom, then it can go across and back. And that, that's sort of the, the the very 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 high picture. I think the two biggest things I learned from this is that. In between, it's doing those those little hops just from the link layer to internet to link layer to internet up and down yeah. until it gets to the endpoints, and then it goes all the way back up. That, yeah, so that was interesting are, to me. Yeah, because a router, remember, is a machine that's connected to two networks. So we need a router to pick it up and drop it onto another network. That's how you cross network to network to network to network. And right, that's how you the fact that they're network. not having to go all the way up to the application layer and back down was interesting. The other thing I thought was interesting was knowing that that little bit of traffic that's coming back is the server on the other end saying through UDP TCP. or TCP, TCP saying, TCP. I don't, uh, didn't get that one. Can you resend that one? Uh, hey, I'm having a little trouble here. Fix this. Yeah, and it is actually, it's also quite polite. It also says how much it got as well. So even if everything's working perfectly and no packets are being dropped, you'll still see that signaling traffic because it's saying, I'm good as far as packet 42. I'm good as far as packet 86. Good as far as packet 5 million and 2. And so it, it does chatter even when things are going perfectly. Interesting, interesting. Um, the other thing actually, so you were saying it doesn't go all the way up, which is true. But if you use a proxy server, a proxy server talks HTTP. So it would go all the way up inside the proxy server. Hmm. Let's not complicate things and get into okay. that. <laughs> but I think, and I think the diagram from Wiki uh, Wikimedia really shows that that up down from the link to internet to link to internet up and down uh, really well. That's a, that's a great drawing. So from here going forward, the next installment we're going to look at Ethernet, um, and just not much, but a little bit of, of what we can do terminal wise to show us what's going on with our Ethernet can be useful. It can help us troubleshoot sometimes. Cool. And then and then we do TCP, and you get the basic idea. All right. It sounds good, Bart. This was fun. Okie dokie. Well, uh, until I presume two weeks from now. I think so. Okay. Well, until then, happy computing. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Taming the Terminal. Remember that all of the information you've been hearing is available as text tutorials at bartb.ie slash ttt. If you'd like to contact us, you can write to allison at podfeet.com or podcasting at bartafisser.net.